It's a comedian. Yeah. He is. <laughs> no, not joking. Hello and welcome back to that Josh James show with me, stand-up comedian Josh James. As ever, I'm joined by my right-hand man, top producer in the game, the Italian stallion, Salvatore Bacconi. How are we doing, Big Sal? I'm all good. And today, I've been joined by some amazing guests in the past, the likes of Tom Skinner, Johnny Fisher, Kirk Norcross, some of the best comedians in all of the country. But today, I'm just joined by one of my mates. Chrissy White, aka White Boy. What's happening, White Boy? How are we doing, Jamesy? Good to be here. Good, mate. Good. Number one builder in Romford. Don't know about builder. I can make you a bathroom, though, mate. Yeah. Would you say you're builder or Tyler? I like to say this. I'm a jack of all trades, master of one. <laughs> Which is tiling. Yeah. Which is tiling. Yeah, anything yeah. to do with tiles, mate. I'm your man. Yeah, man. You've been good? Good, mate. Yeah, good. Busy. Busy. Working hard. Training hard. Trying to get myself in shape. And uh, golfing, bro. Yeah, man, you're on the golf at the moment. On the golf. Can't stop playing golf. Yes, your addictive personality, mate. Just yeah, 100%. Golf. Put that down and it's like, I need something else. Yeah. You know what it is for me with the golf? It's a good social for three or four hours with your pals mm. that don't have to involve boozing. Mm. And uh, there's a little bit of competition involved, you know what I mean? You can have 20 quid on it and we go out and we have a good game, mate. But the golf weekends are quite famous, aren't they? I ain't been on one yet. Yeah. I, ain't been I mean, we're going to be grassing any any like women listening who got like golfing husbands or boyfriends. They're just fucking carnage, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> From what I hear anyway, mate, because I haven't been a part of one yet. Look, I've been golfing for a year, one year, and um, got my handicap down to 18, yeah, which decent. is pretty decent in a year. Um, obviously, my little brother's like mustard at golf, mm. plays off a scratch, and uh, I've had a bet with him. I'm 35, just turned 35. I've had a bet with him that by the time I'm 40, I'm going to beat him at golf. Really? Off levels. How much money have you bet? 500 quid on it. 500 quid? <clears throat> yeah, 500 quid. He's like, if you beat me by the time you're 40, off levels, I'll give you 500 quid. But if you don't, by your 40th birthday, you owe me 500 quid. We shook yeah. on it. We've got witnesses. So, uh, yeah, mate, I'm having lessons like every week, playing twice a week. Mate, well, you've got five years. Yeah. Yeah, well, four and a half yeah, four and a half years. Mate, that's a big ass. I don't know if you're going to be able to do No, that. I'm doing, mate. I'm doing. You don't know, but you got brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know about that sibling But he, in that four and a half years, he's still going to be... It's not like he's just quitting and yeah, just... Yeah, but I feel like he's lost a little bit of his passion. Yeah. I'll play if it's windy, rainy. I don't care. Yeah. He's like, nah, a bit windy out there. I ain't getting out today. And uh, yeah, I've just got the bug. Yeah, mate. Uh, to be fair, I wouldn't... Without obsessive, I know you can be over things. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past you. So listen, for people that um, this first time who listening and they're like, who the fuck's white boy? <laughs> Tell them about white boy. Who are you? Tell them why we call you white boy. My name's Chris White. So uh, I'll tell you where it started. I went to Australia for a couple of years uh, when I was like 19, I think. 19 to 21. And um, yeah, my name's Chris White. A couple of my pals is geezer Dan McCarthy. He's a joker. From around this way, actually. Um, started calling me white boy. And it proper stuck. Plus, I'm probably the blackest out of all of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very true. <laughs> like, my missus is half Jamaican. Yeah. Like, 
will tell you that I, apart from me and my, I'm probably the blackest. We might have to bleep that. We're gonna have to bleep that name because he's got. The name he just mentioned, he's got quite a big criminal past, so I don't think we can have the podcast associated with it. But yeah, yeah. Literally, if people put that name into Google, there'd be all sorts of stories come up about yeah, it. Yeah, no, mate, you're right. Definitely bleep that one out. Yeah. But look, he is a joker, you know what I mean? You can <laughs> get him on here, you know, he's like a criminal at the end face of the day. with a distorted voice and that, like one of them, what's it called? Like a... Yeah, he's a bad boy, but that's, mate... He's a naughty boy. But you know what? We've all just digressing for a little bit. I've said this before, like with bad boys, like girls just flock around them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's always nicked a bird. He's always nicked a bird. I lived off the back of him nicking birds for a good couple of years. Yeah, and whenever I was like, tried to switch it up and thought, I'm going to go with this bad boy approach, people would just be like, fuck off, Josh. Yeah, no, it didn't work for me neither. No, it didn't work for me. So I, go on. So, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty normal upbringing, really. Like, don't get me wrong, my family are nuts, but nice nuts. Mum and dad are still together. A lot of love and that in the family. And uh, I just always like being naughty. Always like being naughty. Yeah. But like to a certain point, I um, was like turned on by anything that was like you weren't meant to be doing. But then I had this ability to just not get caught. Like I'd step back just at the right minute, just before everyone else got caught. And yeah, uh, yeah basically that was my life, mate. Just like being pretending to be a good boy, but actually secretly being as naughty as I could. And um yeah, that just sort of spilled out. When I started going out, I fucking loved it, mate. Yeah. I loved it. Them early days of going out, getting pissed and getting on it, and I absolutely loved it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, as you know, as the years went on, <laughs> I started taking it a little bit too far, mate. You know what I mean? It was like Fridays and Saturdays, then it was Thursday to Sunday, and then before I knew it, I was just at it all day, every day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it didn't go well. It unraveled, mate. didn't it? Yeah, pretty quickly. But look, I'm at the other side of that now. Yeah. I haven't had a beer or a spliff or any sort of drug or anything that changes the way I feel for like two and a half years, mate. And that's amazing, mate. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's good for me, but it's fucking good for everyone that's around me, mate, because it, uh, it was a bit touch and go there. For mate, me, I feel like I've got to know you again. Like, as in, you know, we become mates, what, like early 20s? Yeah. We're like, what, your mid 30s now? Yeah. Yeah. 34. 35. 35. Fuck, yeah. man, you're old. I oh, know, mate. You're not fuck Yeah, I'm 32. So I'm still like, I suppose, you know, more like 20s, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I think uh, I got to know you again properly when you got when you got clean and sober. Do you know what I mean? I got to know myself again, Jamesy. Yeah. I didn't know. You what lose I, yourself. I didn't know what I was all about. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I didn't like. Like my whole identity was just drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just drugs. And uh, all the stuff that goes along with it, like, just the lying and manipulating. And mm. now I've done a bit of work on myself and I can go back and look at what was actually happening. Like I've lost a big chunk of my life. Mm. I was saying to Sal before we started the pod, like me and you lived a hundred yards away from each other down the road. And I didn't see you once. Mate, we were too scared. <laughs> I was too scared to leave the house. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. really was. And um, yeah, look, my life today is just slowed right down. See, like me being able to sit in this chair mm. and keep eye contact with you and not be slipping off every two minutes. That's one of the biggest things that I've got these days. Just like calm. And uh, yeah, I love it, mate. It's all thanks to the fellowship that I go to and um, yeah, good people around me. And uh, I'm lucky. I've still got a lot of good friends from sort of before 
that have stuck with me. I've gone back and sort of apologized and made amends to a lot of people and a lot of people have forgiven me. Like I've forgiven a lot of things that have happened and uh, yeah, mate, we move forward. But yeah, I'm in a good place, really good place. The best place you've ever been? By far. Yeah, man. By far. When you said scared earlier, what, what, did you, what were you scared of? Scared when you said to leave the house? Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what I was scared of. Right? <clears throat> if I hadn't seen someone for a little while, like bear in mind, I lost weight. I'm like 15 stone now, comfortable. I got down to 11 stone. I've got a photo on my phone. I'll show you after. I was like skin and bone. But if I hadn't seen anyone for a little while, I didn't want anyone to see me because it would be like, wow, what's happened to you? You know what I mean? Plus, like I said, I couldn't keep eye contact with anyone. I was just like, Digi as fuck, like constantly. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to bump into anyone. So I could do 10 minutes pretty much with anyone, no matter how bolted I was, I could get in and out for 10 minutes and you wouldn't really know what was going on. Any longer than that, you'd start noticing things. I'd be like sniffing or, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd have to blow my nose, my eyes would start watering. Like my sinuses was just ruins. Like the amount of gear I was sniffing every day. So... Even down to the fact I could pop into my mum and dad's house and just be like, all right, mum, you all right, dad? I could get in and out. Any of that sitting down or talking to someone for an extended amount of time, you'd find me out. And um, yeah, that's the that's the thing that really, really brought me to my knees. I don't know, I ain't coming here to talk about my recovery and stuff, but like, it's a big part of what's going on. It's a big on. part of your identity. You know I mean? it's, no, it's a of big course. part of what's and going it's, on. It's your story, isn't Plus, it? Plus, look, I'm happy to talk about it because I'm in a position now so what happens when you come into these fellowships is you take, you take and you take. After a little while, you get yourself into a position where you're able to give back. And that's where I am now. You know what I mean? I've got five sponsees. There's people that I'm taking through the work. Still work with my sponsor. And um, yeah, I'll go to meetings to give back now. That's why I'm open about it. I'll tell anyone because you might know someone that needs help and you'd be like, Chris will sort that for you. Yeah. He'll take you to a meeting. You know what I mean? So yeah, mate. Um, that's pretty much my new identity, you know what I mean? Well, but it's not your new identity. So you always was. Yes. But that's the thing about addiction is it takes us away from ourselves, you know what I mean? And it it, it, it turns us into lies. It turns us into just just a different person. It's that, that disease that's just like riddled in your body. And, you know, every every action that you take and everything that you do is is to sort of put you in a position to be able to to, to drink and use, you know what it I mean? It becomes your master. It becomes your master. And I'm the slave to that master. Mm. It's been explained to me that way. Like, slave, master, slave does what the master tells it to do. Of course it does. And uh, that's exactly what it was for me, you know what I mean? I uh, just like every penny, every waking moment, any any situation it was like i am um, first things first i've got a packet in my pocket then we'll worry about anything else yeah and if i couldn't get that i'd use something else just to try and feed that disease you know what i mean and uh yeah it took me to a really dark place mate really dark yeah and, uh, man. look i'm one of the lucky ones uh some stats it's like about 10 percent of the world's population suffer with this disease of addiction yeah about one percent of that 10 percent know what the fuck's going on mm -hmm. and seek to get help and then 1% of that 1% get long-term sobriety. And it's a killer. I heard this other stat, can't confirm or deny the truth of it, but apparently the disease of addiction, alcoholism, all that mixed together has killed more people than all the wars and all the diseases that have ever existed. Yeah, I can believe that. And uh, when you think of it that way, and the way that society look at those people, treat those people, and like all the stigma attached to it, 
you wouldn't feel that way about someone who's got cancer who's someone who's got another disease that's just as much of a killer and um it's sort of been spoke about a little bit in the media recently it's almost like it's very difficult to have sympathy for these people me being one of them because of all the things that are attached to it stealing lying cheating manipulative behavior mm -hmm. and uh yeah if you think about like a junkie it's not a pretty picture no. you know what i mean you think about someone who's got terminal cancer it's like oh my god and everyone's heart goes out from at the end of the day it's just as deadly but the public's picture of it is different and i understand why because i've done some really questionable things like really unforgivable things really it's only through going through this process and coming to people like with my heart in my hand and saying, look, I apologize. It was because of this, this and this. And not expecting anything back. Just being like, if you can find it in your heart to forgive me, I promise I'm not going to do this behavior again. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's why it's very difficult for me now seeing new people come in and not grabbing this stuff with both hands and trying to sort of put themselves forward to get clean. I often use that analogy. Like, if you had heart disease and I was offering you the medicine, you would take it, you know what I mean? So people come in and I offer them these 12 steps and I offer them this new way of life that has worked for me. And they're like, oh no, well, I think I'll do it this way. I'm just like, it, it drives me mad because um, yeah, like I just said, if you had diabetes, you take your medicine and uh, the 12 steps and all this stuff that I'm doing is the medicine for this disease. And uh, yeah, it's difficult to watch because people come in and out all the time. Seeing people die in the rooms, you know what I mean? It's difficult. Well, we had someone that I mean, we won't mention over about someone just last year, didn't we? That yeah. we knew. There you go. Passed away. Um, that we were out with most weekends. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, she's a good laugh. She and she was a fucking great laugh, man. She was a great girl. Um, young and old, Jamesy. Very young. Um, oh, that that's just killed me, man. That mm. killed me because she was. It was always a pleasure to see her. Do you know what I mean? She was, she would listen. She was very much like a party girl, wasn't she? But um, yeah, she was lively. I'd not seen her in a in, in a few years, um, but she was she was just always fun to be around. Lovely girl, and that that like that addiction just just took her away from herself. You know what I mean? But you know what you said there about people resisting against the work and the twelve steps and mm. stuff like that. That that's their addiction, and it really it still is. trying to control them. You know, of course it is. Look, I've mentioned it to you, Jamesy. It's like you've got the angel and the devil on your shoulder. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, it's very difficult to listen to that that good side. What did I say to you? It's about you got two dogs in you, a good dog and a bad dog. And uh, the dog that survives is the dog you feed. So it's like, if you keep feeding the, the bad dog, the bad dog wins. So it's all about, basically, this is what I look at every day, everything I do, what dog am I feeding? You know what I mean? Yeah. Feed the good dog and the bad dog starves. And um, people find it really difficult to do that. Look, I went to the vigil for that girl, like, like we said, we're not mentioning names. Or like we, we don't mention names in this fellowship. It's, it's anonymous. If we choose, me personally, if I choose to talk about my recovery, that's on me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not gonna mention anyone else. Um, there was people at this vigil reaching out to me, like, what are, like, I was getting bad, this, that, and the other, I want to help. And then mm -hmm. the following week, they're out getting on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And look, I'm not, I'm not one to preach and stand there and say, you need to do this, you need to do this, because I know that don't work, especially with addicts. You know what I mean? You've got to find your own way. And when you're ready, you come in. Unfortunately, some people die before they're ready. And uh, yeah, mate, it is tough to watch, especially me being in that situation and now coming out the other side, like, I've got the trust of my family back. 
I got a brilliant relationship with my missus. She hated my guts. She wanted nothing to do with me. She's from Manchester originally, and um, you know. She um, she was gonna take my boy and move back up there. My mum and dad didn't want anything to do with me. Now, if you put that to the weekend I've just had, like the love, the trust, just like the good times I've had around my family and being there for my little boy, like taking football on Saturdays and I go calf with my mum and dad after. Like, I weren't doing that on a Saturday morning. No. You know what I mean? I was, I was in bed, probably still not awake. Fucked, God knows what I've done the night before. And um, yeah, basically just leave me alone. And um, yeah, it's not like that today, mate. It's not like that today. Yeah. And, uh, I know it might sound a little bit morbid and sad and that, but it's not. I'm in a really, really good place. I'm in a really happy place, happiest place I've ever been. And, well, um, I think it's the reality of it because you're quick to brush it on a bit. Like, oh, you know what I mean? It's like us with the vapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just saying to Sal, I'm like, fucking, I'd, I'd had two weeks without the vapes. I'm like, that's it, I'm done. And then got on the phone to him. He's like, mate, vapes ain't that bad. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be worse than cigarettes. Can it? Yeah, you're like, mate, they can't be worse than snout. And I was like, yeah, good point. Fucking give me another 10. Well, look, I just said to you earlier on, so I'm buying them like by the ones and twos. I've just completely surrendered to the fact that I'm on them. And now I buy them by the box. You know what I mean? My justification is there are five of each. But if you buy a box of them, they're four quid. You know what I mean? So I'll just keep them in the little side door of my mouth. I'm going to run out, pull another You might as well. Yeah, exactly that, man. Exactly that. Mate, I remember the time you you called me when when you belled me. And I was like, what, boys? Well, I remember... What, when I was still on it? No, no. I remember the time we met up for breakfast. And I'm like... I remember that. Mate, when you said about you couldn't look anyone in the eyes, I'm like, I'm trying to look at this geezer in the face. And he's like, not looked at me once. But even then, and you was in and out, just like you said. Yeah. But I remember when you bailed me and I was on the way home from work and you were like, Jamesy. I was like, what? He was like, I'm in rehab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, mate, that's fucking sick. Yeah, but look, this is it. I weren't advertising that information. Nah. Only to a few people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you was on the list. I'll give you a shout. Just to look, go back, get the people a little bit of information about what we're talking about at breakfast. Um, with my son, just me and him, come and met you for breakfast in Shenfield. And uh, I'm fully out my nut. You know what I mean? Using at whatever time it was in the morning. And, and I um, think I knew that. Of course you but, knew. And but, I knew you knew. Uh, uh, but I had told myself, nah, he can't be. Not at this time. Yeah. Like... And I told myself that because that was easier for me to process. Yeah. You know what I mean? And before then you'd had a bit of clean time and I'm thinking to myself, no, nah, he's sweet now. Like, because that's what I wanted to believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're the situations I put myself in all the time. Like you don't realize the love I've got for this boy. You know what I mean? My son. And I put himself, I put him in some really questionable situations just by my own behavior and not because I thought, I watched this, look what I'm going to do here, like trying to put him in danger. It wasn't that at all. It was just, I'm using no matter what, if I've got to look after my son as well, that's just going to have to happen. And me looking back now, that's one of the biggest sources of shame and guilt that I've got. You know Mm. what I mean? The situations I put my son in. And um, now being clean and going back and looking at them situations, the things I've done, it's like, I'm able to forgive myself because I know that that weren't me. It was me. Um, respo- I'm not responsible for it, but I'm accountable for my disease basically. So look, them and another handful of situations on top of that, 
was really the thing was like, mate, you got to fucking sort yourself out here. Mm. And um, yeah, like you say, we've now been in situations, my son, your son, both our missus. Yeah. And doing it properly. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, just yeah. like a normal person now. Yeah. And um, yeah, the reason, like I said, the reason I talk about this stuff is there's people out there going through the same stuff that I was going through. Well, we and know a few, man. Exactly. And there's kids involved. And um, yeah, I really want, I want everyone to be clean, man. Just because I know how fucking painful it is out there. And I know how happy and, well, like happy, joyous and free, they say, doesn't it, in that big book. And um, that's exactly what I've got. Like it talks about having a life beyond your wildest dreams. I've got it, mate. Yeah, I've mate. got it. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Mad, eh? It's fucking good, isn't it? Yeah, I remember I bailed you up in Riyadh. That was madness. Yeah. So, yeah. And then in terms of like work background and stuff for people that don't know, you're a tyler? Yeah, so my family are in the meat industry, meat wholesalers. My little brother's got a butcher shop. So like my whole life has sort of grown up. Should around, we give him a plug? Grown up around me. Yeah, shout out Mary John's Butchers and Collier <laughs> Road. <laughs> Funny story, actually. So Mary John's, that's my two grandparents that I lost. Um, Granddad John, and we called her Nanny Wales because she lived in Wales. Her name was Mary. So I thought that was a nice little touch from my brother. I called his butcher shop Mary John's. Yeah, nice. MJ Meats. Um, yeah, my brother and my old man are in the wholesale side of things. So it was almost like, oh, I'll tell you why I didn't go into that industry, mate. It's because you got to get up at two, three in the morning. And I was still out my nut from the night before, so yeah. I couldn't make it in. You, you know what I mean? never slept. Nah, and I've done that a few times, driving meat vans about, like, all bolted up, mate. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, mate. Not fun. And yeah, like, no. pull up, I've got to deliver, like, eight cases of chicken to some geezer in Bethnal Green, like, completely bolted. <laughs> <laughs> it weren't fun, mate. It weren't fun. Oh, well, at least you know you're not going to eat it. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that, mate. So, should we kick off with a news story, Sal? Yeah, so, um, I mean... You too. You're a boxing fan, white boy. I imagine you are. Look, I'm not going to say I'm a boxing aficionado, okay. but I'm a fight fan. I watch a bit of it. Right. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I mean, this is technically a fight in itself. Like, So did you see Eddie Hearn on Talk Sport this week? Mentioned it earlier. He got into a bit of a row with Simon Jordan. Simon Jordan was sort of just sticking it on him a little bit about all the decisions he's made over uh, over the past couple of years with certain fights. Just gonna play it from um mate, isn't it mad? Like when we talk about ego, the fact that listen, Simon Jordan's a smart guy, but you can't be having an argument with about boxing business with the top guy in boxing business. Yeah, well, you know look, what I mean? There's a there's a couple big egos in that room. You seem to be quite assertive so and facetious and vitriolic about people that choose not to take up your particular conditionality. I understand the fact if you want to make him a fight again, if it's no, a rematch clause against people, I understand that. But if you want to stick him on a free fight deal after that, oh, why should he need to? No, he doesn't have to. He has the option to. He but chose after that, what you've done is becoming quite bitter no, and, no, no. and facetious about it. I, I do, when I do, I mean, every day, but mostly around fights, I do 50 or 60 interviews a day with outlets. I get asked various questions. Sometimes my responses aren't perfect. Sometimes I speak from the heart, which I will always do. And I'll speak honestly, in That's my, good, in my opinion. Thing. Right, whether you think I'm factually incorrect, like I do, like I do you on something. Whether I think you're a snake oil salesman. No, no, no. Well, I, I, Which think, I, do at times. I think that's a bit harsh. There's a lot I can say well, about would, you personally, you? but you know. But you have you've, you've said things about not, me personally. Not really. you, said, you said I'm the king of hypocrisy. With I mean, no basis. I for mean, that. you are the king of hypocrisy, but you how? talk like you're some kind of business expert. We know how that went for you. No, no, no. Oh, mate. So that goes to pay you. Yeah, he's got a marathon. To make a hundred million quid. You can't go toe to toe with I mean, look, I didn't know much about this Simon Jordan guy until I Googled it last night. You know what I mean? Ugh. 
I've mentioned it before. When you use them three words in a row, like, oh, you're very acerbic and facetious and vitriolic. Like, he's just trying to... Yeah, I don't know words. what any of them fucking words mean. He's just trying to mean. use big words that Eddie don't know to try and flummox him. You know yeah, what man, I mean? Yeah, man, he flummox me. <laughs> I had to use the dictionary and I still couldn't find the words. Yeah, big man. Sal had to tell me what it was this morning. You know yeah. what I mean? You Mate, know? fucking tell, tell, I mean, I mean, we're, we're, I would say we're on the smarter end of out of our mates. Yeah, what I mean, would you say? I mean, that sounds, we have got ginger tone. We've got a mate called Ginger Tone. Tell Sal about that Anne Frank story. <laughs> this is jokes. Right, so Ginger Tone, right? Character. But like, so first time I met Ginger Tone, bearing in mind, he's like a football hooligan. Yeah. Yeah. Actually goes and bashes people up for West Ham and like loves it. Um you're gonna to have to bleep his name out. Isn't it? <laughs> no, no it's there's right. nothing. He actually never got called. No, no, no. He's a, right. GT's alright. Plus, that ain't his actual name. You know what I mean? We'll get away with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like a bastard West Ham tattoo over his heart. You know what I mean? No, no, no. He's got he's got it on his arm. Yeah, he got what? it when he was 16. But then he got but then he got it in such a bad place that it all started to smudge and it was just like like it, look, all the definition went. Now so he's he, had it all covered so up. So he put a covered up over it and he put a he put a koi carp over it. Trouble is, after a couple of years, the West Ham badge started coming through the Koi Cup. <laughs> so now it looks like the Koi Cup is just a West Ham badge. <laughs> right. So, Ginger Tone, he's a good grafter, yeah? Bearing in mind, first time I saw him, I was like, I don't like the fucking look of that geezer. You know what I mean? One of them. Like, my radar was out. I'm like, nah, not Scary. for me. He's, he's going to be trouble. And uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Like, geezer's got an art of gold, oh, ain't he? Amazing. This is such a sweetheart. Yeah. So anyway, I had him working for me. Where were we? West London somewhere doing these um, bathrooms in this new apartment block. And um, I was a huge Drake fan, yeah, in like the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, what was his first album called? Uh, Take Care? Nah, before that, it was like a mixtape. So Far Gone. So like. Far Gone, that's it. Like the Houston, Atlanta, Vegas yeah, yeah, days. Yeah. Like I was all over Drake and um, took a bit of stick for that, actually. Anyway. Me and Ginger Tone are listening to Drake while we're tiling these bathrooms. He's laboring for me, right? And he goes, here, where's Drake from? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's uh, Canadian. I was like, his dad's black and his mum's like French Jewish. And he goes, what? On some Anne Frank shit? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like pretty good history knowledge. Even though he's like, so is, is she French? <laughs> is she yeah, French? Considering if you know Ginger's, that's a good, that's a good effort from it's him. It's a good reference, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, oh my God, it was so funny. And then that sort of went into, you remember we was doing the football chants at the time, where it was like every, everything was a football chant. Yeah. Ginger Tone out of nowhere. So what was the thing? It's like, da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da, right? He goes, and Frank's it. in the loft. <laughs> and Frank's in the loft. <laughs> Oh, it was fucking brilliant, bro. Oh, mate. But that's the sort of shit he comes out with, basically. Yeah, he's mustard. How about that one, your joke, wasn't it? Where he takes his... He oh, sets mate. The, he sets the alarm off at yeah, Tesco's. So I don't know whether he's... I don't know, hang over, hung over or whatever. But he... Um, so he come out of like... He come out of Tesco's and the alarm bells went off. Like, do, 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 do. Like that. So he walked out. Then he walked back through. He walked back through and he took his belt off. Then he tried to <laughs> walk, walk out back again. through like he's in a fucking airport scanner. Classic. Oh, mate. I didn't know that was an actually true story. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, fucking true story. I mean, it sounds far-fetched, <laughs> doesn't yeah. it? No, it sounds far-fetched, but if you meet him... But like, switched on, good builder. 
Great builder, mate. Really good builder. Great builder. I mean, but check him out on Instagram at Tony Kersey. Yeah, Kersey well, Kersey Carpentry. Big up Kersey Carpentry. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's no, coming, he does well. He's coming around I've done to a quote few bathrooms for him a little while ago. Actually. Yeah, he's coming around to quote for this actually. But he's, I'm, I'm like, tell him like I'm thinking about getting used to do the work around my house. He's like, yeah, sweet. And then next week, and he's sending me these videos. Fucking look, I've just flooded my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just, I've just no thought, filter. Oh, fucking hell, what about around my old house? I had people around mine for New Year's. And I was like, before we go out, I said, look, everyone, don't use the upstairs toilet because <laughs> it's broke. It's blocked. You flush it, it don't stop flushing. Yeah. yeah, it don't stop flushing. Um, he's like, sweet, yeah. And we had a few we had a few girls around there, whatever. Uh, she's like, years ago. And then uh, we come back after the night out. We're like, yeah, let's go back for mine for a few drinks, whatever. Um, open the door. There's literally fucking water coming down the stairs. It's like a waterfall. You've seen James's mum and dad's house? No, I've not, no. It's beautiful. It was it's nice. a house you don't want flooded, put yeah. it that way. Shoes um, off, gaff, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like all cream and that, you know, yeah. all cream. And um, I'm like, ah, oh, who the fuck used the upstairs toilet? And everyone's looking around and time went, oh, oh I think that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally like, mate, it wasn't just any wall, it was like, I mean, he's known for his arsehole. which yeah, is yeah, terrible. Yeah. Disgusting. It? <laughs> and it was all like brown stained water coming oh, through the... Mate, James has told his mum and dad he's having a couple of people over oh, for a pizza mate, and watch a bit a of football. fucking nightmare. But yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. And he sent me one the other day, like flooded his gaff or whatever. I'm like, mate, I'm getting you round to do the work. Yeah, yeah, stop telling me I'm trying me to convince like my missus that, you know what I mean? Like, actually, yeah, it'd be cool having a friend do it. Because sometimes those things can get a little bit sketchy. Yeah, yeah, of course they can. But, and then he sends me that, but I didn't, I didn't show that to her. Funny enough, it's the only the only work I do is off recommendations and it's mostly through my pals. I don't advertise or nothing like that. We were talking about uh, earlier, me and White Boy were talking about, uh, you were talking about gym etiquette that pisses you off yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So I think it might be a good time to go for your That's a Liberty or like, if you've got a couple, I mean. You know what, mate? I've got a handful of things. James is like, what's we going to do a set? I've heard, obviously listened to the pod and I'm like, what do I think is a Liberty? I think I'm going to go with a gym one. I'm going to do all three, but this is my actual one. People standing in front of the mirror in the gym, posing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so this whole thing I'm doing, yeah, with like the recovery. Is I'm pretty all sure about... I've seen you do that though. No, you ain't. You do it like you do a couple reps and then you go. Nah, that ain't me, James here. And if it is, I do it sneakily. Like I'm not standing there just openly doing it. I'm like, wow, yeah, try is looking quite good. There's yeah. one thing just like checking out after you've done yeah. like a little set just to sort of, you know, check a bit of definition. Mate, I was saying this out, right? This geezer, first things first, he weren't in nowhere near good enough nick to be doing what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was a bit fat and he weren't that hench. He's got his shirt off in front of the mirror, doing like a full Schwarzenegger posing routine. Mm. Um, there's like two levels in my gym, yeah? Shout out Absolute. And- um, Brentwood. Romford, bro. Romford, Arrow come on. deal on the industrial Oh, estate. mate, that's a proper juice yeah, thing like, that one as well. Every, but five times out of 10 that I've parked there, I've get, got nails in my tyres and that. It's like a proper industrial yeah. estate. I love it. Spit Man's and sword, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good gym. Anyway, there's two levels. It's like a little mezzanine bit. I'm up there and I've caught this geezer out the corner of my eye doing this routine, yeah? I had to leave the gym. It was too much. I couldn't handle it. So, yeah, biggest liberty for me is people not in that good nick 
standing in front of the mirror, posing. Yeah. Just like, Mate, I remember, I remember I was in this gym once and this little fucking fat PT come up to me. He's like, you looking for a PT, mate? And I look, I mean, listen, I'm no fucking Adonis, <laughs> you know what I mean? But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if I was looking for one, it's not going to be you, you, you mate. fat cunt, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Practice what you preach, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're the advert, surely. You're in the personal training business. You're the advert. I can see you got little bitch tit, bitch tit belly combo. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm not, what, what, yeah. what, what I want to get fat If like you're you. a personal trainer, you need to be in be unbelievable nick. nick. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like going to a barber's and seeing a barber with a fucked up haircut. Shit hair. yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah, not for me. Talking about barbers. It's like going I to am a, it's so like, happy with my bald head, I can't even tell you. Yeah, mate, looks good. I shaved my head, yeah, in preparation for a hair transplant. I was like, you've got to shave your head. I shaved it and I'm like, Susha. fuck that head. You know what I mean? Save myself Would eight bags or whatever the, it was. The tattoo head thing. So one of our pals has had it done, hasn't he? <laughs> right? And look, don't get me wrong. I think it looks decent. I know he's got to go back for another session, but it's just like. So they tattoo your front yeah, of your head. Yeah. I, I know a guy it. does it. I know a guy, like, he's, he's got micropigmentation. He was like one of the, one of my old barber was like one of the first guys to start doing it in this country. Like, and he, and he's, he's, he does like loads of footballers. You can't actually tell. You can't. I tell you when you can tell when there's a fucking light like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? I or it just if you let grow your head, out a little it? bit. So I don't normally go more than three days without shaving it off. Mm. If you go like get caught short an extra two days, it's like all is yeah. all this will grow it and then this will out. just be like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Look, I just went gracefully. So you just so you shaved it off in preparation to get a hair transplant. To get a hair transplant, and, and I thought it looked all right, so I just left. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's, I think it's a lot to do with the head shape. Look, you know what I mean? first time I posted a, a thing in my bald head, it was like, <laughs> you kind of know what you say, I look like a roadman Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But I got a couple good comments, you know what I mean? It was like, fuck, you know, you've had a touch, you look good with a bald head. So like, No, look, you just I'll uploaded this picture one day of just you. I don't know if it was a selfie. No, and it was me and my missus. Caption was, I'm bald now. Yeah. <laughs> bald now, deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can grow a bit of facial hair as well. I think like I think that blokes, helps as well. Yeah. I think that does help. you got to have the right ratio from the top to the bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it, there is a lot goes into it. Yeah. It's but you've got a bald head swag. You know what I mean? You're Tyler yeah, from Romford. My man's bald. My granddad was bald. I was always going, Liberty though. My mm. older brother has got the fucking best head of hair. My older brother has got so much hair. It's a fucking joke. Oh, he's got a boxing match coming up. He's fighting at your call. Is 15, he? 15th of April. Yeah, I'll get some tickets. Yeah, mate. man. He's a big boy. Six foot six, 15 stone. I think he's fighting as a, I think he's fighting as a heavyweight. I don't think he made really? the weight to be a cruiser. Yeah, he's a, he used to box back in the day a little bit down five star in Old Hill. He's at this gaff RJ's now, and um, yeah, mate, he's got his first fight coming up. I'm a little bit apprehensive. If yeah, I'm honest, mate. mate, I reckon he'd be quite good though with the reach and that. Yeah. Oh, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. Big boy. Big long arms. His wrists are really thick. Yeah. Like, I've got these really thin wrists. So yeah, Paul's a big boy. Yeah, big mate. Boy. I wouldn't want to have it with him. Nah, mate. I sweetheart, just though. He has got a sweetheart. I just wouldn't want to fight. Full stop. I was watching the boxing last night, just thinking, I love I love watching boxing, but, man, that's just a tough old game, isn't it? Yeah, no, not for me. I always used to think Eddie Hearn's got the best job, but actually, he gets the most stick, doesn't he? He does get a lot of stick. I mean, he does make it easy for people, though, don't you think? Yeah, but I, I like the fact that he, he winds people up. I've got nothing against him. You No, you said to I me before, he's not your cup of tea. <sighs> Look, I have respect for anyone that does what they're doing and, like, 
He's set out he's, to listen, make. He's, he's set out to make a load of money. He's made a load of money. He's 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 a flash flash git, isn't he? Of course he is. And that's what he says in like. this interview. Bit of ego. I'm like, come on, Ed. Man. Yeah, he's got massive ego. It's more than a bit. of But ego. you're either on board with that or you're not. Yeah. And I find him funny, so I love it. But I can understand how that rubs people up the oh, wrong mate, way. I listened to your pod the other week when you was back in AJ. He ain't for me. No. <sighs> Never liked him. Really? You know what Dillian White, when he's like, I ain't scared of no skinny bodybuilder. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I've always thought about AJ. Like, saying, oh, it's not for me, mate. Really? You not like him me. a bit more road, though. Like, you prefer <sighs> Dillian White? Nah, not even. Do you not? I love Dillian White. Not even. I mean, I like Tyson Fury. I get Tyson Furyed off all the time. Yeah, you do. Mate, back in the day when I had a receding hairline, I used to get Jude Law. Yeah, now I get Tyson Fury. Yeah, you yeah, you do. What a swing! <laughs> yeah, you do actually. When you have your the beard height as well, though. Yes, yeah, the height, and it's the fact yeah, you live in a caravan and all. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we used to do. My granddad had a caravan down in Clacton. We used to go down there, mate. I fucking loved it. Did ya, mate? I fucking hate caravans. Yeah, no, but you're a bit she... middle class. I know your missus is a proper caravan, aren't she? Yeah, I'm a bit posh. Dinner. But it could, I remember, I remember once we went, um, we went to, well, I was first time staying in a caravan with her family, right? And I'm like, this is saying a bit of me, but I'll give it a go. Yeah, but what? Know? How old were you? Yeah, like fucking mid twenties. Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm talking about when you was a kid. You know what I mean? Loads of kids about. Yeah, but I think once about... you once you're brought up in a caravan, you love the caravan. Yeah, well, look. or the van, as people call it. Down the yeah, down the van. Down the van. But my point is right. They go to a place called Walton on the Nays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a fucking just down the road from Clacton, mate. Right? It's a Kazi, and I'm like, why would I go somewhere for a break that is worse than the place that I live? Of course, look, I understand it when you're older, but if you was exposed to it when you was a kid, you don't know what a shit. But mate, is. anyway, yeah, for an example, I took my boy to Romford last night. Yeah. To the arcade. He loves the arcade. They've got this Jurassic Park game in there. By the way, Liberty. Every game in this arcade is a pound. The one game that he wants to play is two pound a pop. So me and him are on there, two pound each. I'll stick a score in. It's gone in two minutes. Absolute Liberty. Anyway, I digress. He needed a Wii. So we've gone to Sainsbury's downstairs. Gone into the toilet. He's walked in there and gone, it's a Kazi. Stinks. He's like, this is a nice bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kids don't know. Cool so though. like, yeah, I'm in Clacton. It's a bit of a shithole. Like, no offense to anyone who lives in Clacton, but you don't know when you're a kid, do you? No. You but don't I, understand. I remember being in the caravan the first time when I was doing the shit and there was no toilet paper. Mm. Now, I've never been in the caravan. I'm thinking, is this, is this like caravan etiquette that there's no toilet paper? I'm thinking, do I do it with like wipe it in my hand or whatever? Like I, call, I, I called her and I was like, is there like no toilet rolls in caravans? Like I thought that's honestly what I thought I fucking clueless. Like, and you're supposed to be one of the cleverer ones out of our pals. But mate, when it comes to the caravan life, I'm ignorant. You know have what I mean? Have you ever been yeah, camping? Yeah, yeah. I've been camping, I camping think once. For me. Not for you either. No. I suggested camping to you. I was camping like, that might me. be like us. We like nature and that. I do like a bit of nature, but camping ain't for me mate you know what it is yeah if I'm on my own sweet if I'm with my missus it's like I've got to know that my mood is directly correlated to how she's doing if she's happy I'm happy mm. and she ain't about a bit of that kind nah, of she ain't she's glamorous so it's like when I'm with her I feel bad because we've done it once it was one night in a tent and don't get me wrong it was bad we're down in Wales yeah 
So where my nan used to live is this beautiful little fishing village right on the coast, West Wales, Pembrokeshire. It's lovely, really, really nice. And my mate, my dad's mate's got this house, like big farmhouse. He's like top boy in the village, you know what I mean? Got the most ready. So we stayed with him. But it was too many of us. It was like 20 bods. So they're like, we'll set up five, six tents out on the land, like just outside the house. Obviously a little party in the gaff, then we'll sleep outside. They've got this fish and chip shop. It's like best fish and chips you'll ever have in your life. It's like 20 yards from the sea. You know what I mean? They're just offloading the fish straight into the gaff. Where I ain't boozing, I'm taking it to the next level with food. Like you see me when we went out for dinner the other day, like I can't yeah. stop with the grub. I've overindulged badly on this fish and chips, right? So we've parked ourselves up in this tent for the night. It's like three zips, whatever it is to get in. I'm laying there and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be sick here. So I um, got to the point where I feel like I'm going to throw out. I've done the first zip, done the second zip, literally just about got the further and I've like thrown up outside this tent, Jamesy. And this solidified for me. I ain't never fucking going camping again. Like, no. I didn't like it before. Now I've just got this memory of like throwing up this fish and chips, mate. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it worked for me, mate. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I think it might be fun, like one night in Epping Forest or whatever, just fucking camping. I love camping, a bit of camping, man. Do you? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, we went uh, for a stag do, went uh, for a camp, camping trip in Wales. Went uh, canoeing down the River Wye and stuff Yeah, see, like that's that. a bit of me. Could if you I imagine if... Someone in our friendship group chucked out. Listen, we're doing a stag though. We're gonna go. We're going. Camping. We're going camping. What? You mean that we're not gonna be doing a load of fucking pills yeah, yeah, in yeah, Marbella? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look. Funny you should say that. So when I, so I'm engaged to my missus now, and um, it was like talk about stags, this, that, and the other. What am I gonna do? Well, this is before. Drink. This is before I was a golfer. You know what I mean? So I've changed it now. But I was thinking about going to like the fjords of Norway and like having a little outdoorsy turnout. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do now? Golf. Fucking golf trip, bro. Come mate, on. Mate, don't play golf. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Fuck. matter. Come on, mate, you'll get 36 shots. You'll probably win it. Mate, no, I'm terrible at golf, man. It doesn't matter. You, like, just use the shots I used, you I used, You used to see me play football, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And I lose my head. Yeah, you do. Yeah, big head. time. Anyway, I'm a bit like that with golf. I remember like we used to play... Um, Minchi golf when we was younger, and I, one time I, I hit my sister around the club uh, with, with min, head, uh, minute club. golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I just fucking lost it. And what, around, what on purpose? Yeah, yeah, on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> that is they used to wind me up. They used to wind me up. They used, You're the they used to wind me up, and he's go, oh, and then and then like like my sister would pipe, pipe, um, like sink a, a shot, and then she was like, my dad would tell her to calm down, and then she'd go like do a little smile to me, and then I should what. Crack. So what, are you the youngest in your family? Yeah. Yeah, but I just couldn't. <laughs> so golf is, I think, same level for football for me. Yeah, I see what you're saying, mate, but it's a fucking great game. I was anti-golf for years. Now I've like literally started playing. I'm like, mate, it's unbelievable. So I'm, one of my pals is a member. Um, I ain't got the time to play golf, though, mate. Oh, it takes time, but I've got a load of time on my hands now. I'll say that, I ain't really. I'm actually spread pretty thin these days. Like, yeah, mate. The meetings and the work and the family life, plus yeah. golf, plus gym. But... Uh, I need to keep myself busy. If I do. sit there... That's the same with me. I need to stay busy. Otherwise, if I'm just like idle for a few days... Yeah, I'll go the other way. I just won't get off the sofa. Like, yeah. I've binge watched... Have you seen Wednesday? Yeah, no, I ain't seen I that. I started watching it, but... I loved it. you seen it? My girl... I watched the first episode. My girlfriend's like... She's ploughed through it. Like she, she's, oh, mate, I absolutely loved it. I can't wait for the second series. She started... smashed it. What's her name? General Ortega. Yeah, mate, she's really good in it. Unbelievable, mate. Buff as well. 
Yeah, she's a bit young for saying she's tough. Though. No, <laughs> what's she like? That's no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think she's, she's 20. about 20. I Googled uh, it. Yeah, I Googled it as well. <laughs> she's of legal age. And that still stands. Still, I stand this by that is comment. quite public to be said. <laughs> Save that I for I stand after. by that comment. She is 20. Yeah, you, you fucking got she's away with it. She's got away with it. Just to put it in perspective, she was born in 2002, mate. So. Exactly. I mean, I was born she's in 88. She's of consensual age in both. England still and when the did US. it get questionable but yeah but no man listen she's playing a 16 year old put it that what, way James what, what age would you call a bird fit to <laughs> what youngest age would you go yeah she's nice I struggle yeah so like obviously I'm a male heterosexual I can't help but notice women of course you mate. know what I mean <laughs> and it's different these days choosing words very carefully <laughs> yeah it's different isn't it? come on so just be honest i'm coming down the street and i'm like oh fucking hell and then i'm like i don't know how old these girls are anymore it's very difficult to know and uh yeah i'm really fucking like, especially I, I, when I it's halloween shit. especially when it's halloween you don't know <laughs> is that a proper school uniform or is she just dressed up you know what i mean like yeah, there needs to that, be mate i find that creepy man <laughs> You know, like geezers who get turned on by school uniforms. Yeah. I'm like, leave it, out, mate. A bit weird, yeah, don't get me wrong. Little business suit with the glasses, office turn out. Yeah, yeah, like six forms. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah, six forms. But cool. mate, you got to be careful with these girls these days, mate. They're looking older. They're yeah, looking man. older. But come on, what, be honest. What age? Look, to look at. And like, I think 20, potentially if I'm single, 20, have a listen, about, yeah, I'm not 20, saying I'm acting on a 20 year old Can you imagine thing? being around a 20 year old and trying to have a fucking conversation yeah. with these girls? Not for me, mate. Yeah, but you like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's got these young girls. Right? What do they fucking talk that's about? That's true. They're like 19 and that. Yeah, that's, that is mad. That is mad. But, you know, there's all these mad stories about Leonardo DiCaprio. I heard this story. <laughs> Apparently this happened to uh, a girl I know, a friend. She got picked up by him in a club in London. And he he hardly said anything to her. They someone just went up to her and said, "Leonardo DiCaprio wants to come and see you." They literally just went into a car, back to his uh, hotel room. He had his earphones on the whole time, didn't say a word, had sex with her, finished, and then was just like, "Yeah, you can go now." Really naughty. How true is what, this? What he just had his head. He just had his earphones in. I wonder what he's in. Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Maybe brilliant. he's listening to this one. That's quite common. That would be jokes. Apparently, that's um quite, quite. He does that quite a lot. What like, just with like his headphones? headphones in, that's yeah. not normal behaviour. Well, it's just like when you're Leonardo DiCaprio, you probably have any bird you want. Yeah, yeah Whenever you, you want. I feel like right. it'd be creepier if it was just the Beats big headphones. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was just like the iPods, corded as well. Like they're subtle, cord, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cords getting in the way. In the yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe use the cords. Or he had like an old-fashioned CD walker. <laughs> <laughs> Stop moving, it's jogging. <laughs> he had his strap round like in the bum bag. You remember that? Discman's. That would be they that would bad. that would make it creepier if he was just hold on a minute and opened it up and then put the CD in there and he's like mini disc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mini disc player. Yeah. My pal had one of them triple, so it was like a tape CD mini disc hi fi, and we thought he was bowling, mate, when he pulled that out. It was all about the CD. And yeah. then I had the little mini discs. My uncle invested loads of money in mini discs and they lasted for like, yeah. oh, they were around for like six months. No, like a whole mini disc. <laughs> and now, now he's homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Oh bless um, him! But no, I think come on, you gotta give an age because I've just I've just what fucked. to put over, mate. To be fair, I knew she was a bit early twenties. I didn't know 
Sorry. I didn't know she was probably as young as 20, so is what I would say. Look, you know, there she is. Come on, man. She's 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 got yeah, but let's have it right. That she weren't 20 in her when that photo was taken. Look, she's got very nice lips. See that one there on the left? Left of your cursor now. Down? Oh, that one. Know. That's one of my the lips theories. are incredible. Yeah, come on, man. She's gorgeous. One of my things is, I think that's one of my theories why I think they're stopping Stranger Things because Millie Bobby Brown is getting a bit older. People are going to start finding her buff. I think... How old is she now? She's, I think she's like 18 or something. Right, cool. I mean, I'm not saying she's buff. See her at the basketball games? No. Yeah, she's courtside. Really? Yeah, I can see like a, you know, like a Steph Curry She's She's... 19, God, yeah, that's... But don't you think she looks older than the other one? She, that we act, just she looking acts at. older, doesn't she? Look, Do you know what's the maddest... I'm a Millie Bobby Brown fan. I loved Stranger Things. Yeah. I like Enola Holmes. You seen that? No. You ain't seen Enola Holmes? So she plays oh, Sherlock seen... Holmes's little sister. Little and there's sister. a couple of films about her on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. good. She's good. I just love the fact that she's English. I thought she was American. Yeah. Do you know what's the maddest turn out? She knocks back with the fucking rights. So Mark Reich and that. What? Yeah. Putting Molly, Millie Bobby Brown. Mark Wright as in like Towie fame. Like as in Towie, mate. No. Like when they're out in LA. Putting Mark Wright and putting Jessica Wright. Or Mark Wright. Yeah, Mark Wright. She oh, knocks, shit. Like, she knocks about with all that family. Look, I think that's her. Sheesh. Look. Yeah. Where's shit? Look, go up. Go second one. Look. Oh, that definitely is sheesh. She's a sheesh. Mate, imagine going sheesh and fucking seeing Millie Bobby Brown. And the gorgeous right ladies, of course. No way. Yeah, she knocks back with all the right family. Why? Well, they fuck. <laughs> Listen, we know why. They fucking got their claws into her. Yeah, yeah, standards. <laughs> They're like, she's going to be a big Hollywood star. Look, saying that though, I won't have a bad word said about um, Leonardo DiCaprio, mate. I thought you were going to say, not have a bad word yeah, said about right. the right family. I, think that's I right. like the rights. So I think they're cool. Look, took a lot of... Uh, Got a lot of flack in the early days. Oh, of course they done, man. But let's have it right. His bird's an absolute weapon. He's got a load of readies right around him. He's done what he wanted He's to do. He's done really you know well. I mean? I'll tell you what, he can box and all. He can box. He obviously beat Kirk, didn't he? But I, I, quite, like, I quite like him. Um, I think sometimes maybe they're they're an easy target. People give him a bit of stick. But I think they seem like a nice family. Do you know what I mean? And I think Mark Wright seems like a good good bloke. This week's episode is sponsored by the one and only Kettle Club. Kettle Club is one of the UK's best luxury watch dealers stocking the finest timepieces in the country. From Rollies to Patiks to Cartiers, if you're thinking of treating yourself or a loved one with something special, then you need to get onto Kettle Club. I know these guys personally, and not only do they run a fantastic business, but they're also genuinely great blokes. I've also bought uh, jewellery and watches off them in the past so they are Josh James certified give them a follow on Instagram at kettle underscore club or check out their website kettleclub.co.uk you can also visit them in their Liverpool Street store located just next to the Anders Hotel by Liverpool Street Station not only do they sell watches they also buy part exchange and offer a polishing service. Listeners of That Josh James Show can receive 15% off of polishing services when you quote That Josh James Show on your inquiry. So if you want to make that kettle looking brand new again, get onto them. You get 15% off if you're a listener of this podcast. That offer is brand dependent. So guys, go check them out. And a big thanks to Kettle Club for joining the journey, joining the team and for sponsoring the podcast.
Right, did you see this thing about Chris Brown this week? Um, he yeah, was dancing with a girl on stage and she had a boyfriend. She went to the Chris Brown concert with her boyfriend. Boyfriend paid for the tickets. They were in the front row. Chris Brown got her up on stage and um, as he does with every woman he gets on stage. Surprised he, he can still get away with this. Mate, Thought um, like with 2023 and he's... Yeah, I saw this. This is. I think the, it's quite uh, aggressive. I think it's a proper liberty, if I'm honest. She is buff, though. Yeah, she's a salt. And have you seen the geezer? So for the listeners at the home, he's, he's grinding on her. Yeah, a bit of a neek. And uh, since then, he, I think the guy was basically like, um, he made a couple of jokes of it, about it online. Um, and then shortly after, he announced that he was splitting up with his girlfriend after after that dance. Um, I mean, he say, it says here, Oh mate, you'd be fuming though, wouldn't you? Yeah, he posed. He, he's so um, in the clip. The brunette beauty uh, looked delighted and ran her hands down Chris's body while fanning herself with her hand. Her partner Dash took offence to the act, writing alongside his post. Point of view: buying my girlfriend front row tickets to see Chris Brown. Um, he added, "I want my five hundred pound and my girlfriend back." <laughs> uh, he's had a bit of a laugh about it, and Is that then, how much he spent five hundred quid. Um, then it's quite Trumpy, isn't it? Yeah. It went mad on online, loads of people commenting on it and stuff. And then he said, just to update everyone regarding the Chris Brown concert, I'm no longer with my girlfriend, but she says she doesn't think what she did was wrong. Thoughts on that? I, do you know it's what? Chris Brown, man. It's, like, it's Chris Brown, but it's more, I think, I think, like, I think here, like, do you see here, like, look, she, where he, she runs, puts, he runs, he runs, where yeah. she puts her hands on his ass there, yeah. that's a liberty. Yeah, so I, listen, man, I think I feel like they're both a bit right. Do you know what I mean? She is lovely. To yeah, look she's at. a good sort. Show she's, us a photo of the geezer, Sal. He's um, he's he's pretty. He's a bit of a nerd. He's a bit of a nerd. So, I feel like you got to swallow that. If you got a fit bird like that, you got to you got to let her take a bit of a liberty. Here he is. Look, you know yeah, I mean? mate. Go <laughs> team twenty twenty three. Mate, no wonder. Yeah, that's the guy. I'd um, swallow it. And that's he's chose his best photo of himself there. Yeah, hundred percent. He looks like something out of Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Chris, Chris Dash. Kirkpatrick. Dash. Yeah, it's a fucking weird name. I want my five hundred and my girlfriend back. So is this geezer English? Uh, so why is he talking about like... pounds? Yeah, he might be. I yeah. know Chris his Brown's been in Dash. the country. He was in London. I know Chris Brown's been in the country because. Uh... Oh yeah. So this Ooh, is a different bird. Wow. So this was this was. Um... Isn't that get off Instagram? I believe so, yeah. So this basically, this happened. So, so since Chris Brown's been touring, there's been three stories that have happened based around uh, this tour. This one was saying people trying to make out that because he put his hand around he's her trying neck, to choke her. He was like being like, aggressive, abusive. And, I think she that's looks a girl like she's called Amy, uh, Amy something. I think she's an Instagram girl. Yeah, she's she's an influencer, that and girl. And there you go, next photo, <laughs> Rihanna bashed to fuck. Like, come on. So yeah, this is a Daily <laughs> Mail, <laughs> as you can see. Daily Mail know what they're doing, oh, do they? Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, there was something in the sun as well. They were like, oh, you know, they were trying to say how... Um, he was being overly aggressive on stage with her, but she was enjoying it. She smiled the whole she's time. She's no clearly enjoying it. herself. You Have know you got a video of that one? I'd yeah. quite like to watch that one. Oh, yeah, she's a, she's a cracking soul. She, mate, he don't... The, one criticism I'd have for Chris Brown, he's like, he should maybe mix it up. He should have maybe a bit of a bigger girl on there. Yeah. He's only getting the, the um, you know, the, 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 the buff girls up How there. is he checking their ages as well? 
True. You know I, mean? I mean, in this day and age, he could be getting non-stuff. Oh, do you know who done that? I think Akon done that, didn't he? What? He got someone up on stage and, and was, was too young. and grinding. And she yeah, ended she up like being 15. like, yeah. on some yeah. R. Kelly <laughs> shit. Yeah, on some R. Kelly turnout. <laughs> Um, so th she's do. from Love Island. Oh uh, yeah, woman. yeah, yeah. Um, and this is. <laughs> so he does his usual thing. He sort of dance. He sings for a bit. He dances with her. He's dancing around her. He grinds on her. And then at one point, he goes behind her and he puts his hand on her throat. She's on it as well. Yeah, she's properly on it. It's a great song, this. Come on, we want to see good things. Yeah, no, she's she loving the attention. She doesn't seem offended at all, does she? No, nah, yeah. she she liked that. And uh, yes, yeah, so well, that, that made headlines for a bit, and then there was another one. Did I bet see? he went through her, by the way. <laughs> I guarantee he's smashing every night after the concert. I reckon. I, I reckon he's. Just one I reckon girl. he's gone through. <laughs> Why would you not? <laughs> yeah, mate, hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's hundred percent gone through. Already. Did you see the other uh, one where the girl was on stage and she was? Um, taking a video on her phone. Fucking lobbed the phone. And he was getting really pissed off. Grabbed the phone, just chucked it straight into the crowd. Oh, oh look, she's fuming. She's fuming. He probably didn't fuck her, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Oh. Yeah. See, look, this is what I'm saying about Chris Brown, right? So let's go back to the incident, yeah? Where he beat up Rihanna. Mm. Did you see the statement he issued after? No, was it bad? His apology. The apology of him coming out saying that he was sorry was like, yeah, I'm sorry, all right? Like he was getting proper aggy as he was saying it. I remember I was listening to Radio 1. Do you remember the Chris Moyles breakfast show? Yeah. It used to be my go-to, yeah, in the morning. And um, he played the clip and I was like, mate, what is this geezer doing? Like, that is not someone who's sorry. Like, yeah, I don't think he gives a fuck. That situation there, the geezer splitting up with his missus, I feel like you got to take your medicine a little bit on that one. He's like, bang average looking. His birds are fucking weldy. Yeah. Like, don't take her Listen, if your bird's going to cheat with you on anyone, like at least Chris Brown's all right. If it's fucking matey boy down the road or it's whatever. It's a bit different. It's a bit different. You're, I feel like that would hurt more. Like, if your bird's like, oh, listen, I'm... what would you do in this situation? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd fucking tin her off, but um, <laughs> of course I would. But what I'm saying is, there's a little bit of pride of like, oh, fucking, why'd you break up? She cheated on me with Chris Brown. It sort of puts your standing up a yeah, little she'd bit. Cheat on like him. he will, he will now nick birds off the back of that. No, you really? reckon? By association, he's got publicity. Yeah, but I don't mate, think it's he won't. Good he won't be short of offers. He will not. Do you reckon? Be, so the DMs are popping off. Yeah, the reckon? DMs are popping off. That's man. the sympathy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but just also so bad. What happened to you? Yeah, 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 mate. But also, he's in the public eye a bit now. He will. He will get a bit of. He'll get a bit of. You know, bit of clout off the back of that. So um, good luck to him. Uh, we've got time to talk about Kanye West. Oh, yeah. Jesus lost his head. So, so anyone who's not seen it, shall I read it out? Um, yes. Hold on, let me just get... 
bearing in mind, do you remember I said I was a Drake fan? Yeah. I was a huge Mate, Kanye I loved West Kanye West. Fan. I loved Kanye oh, like, The College Dropout album the best. changed my life. Yeah, mate. It's fucking unbelievable. But um, This is back in the CD days. He, yeah, he's not well, though, is he? He's... I went to America as it dropped over there. Oh, when come I was out younger, here after. Come out here after. And I bought four copies of the college dropout and like gave it to people to try and spread the word about this guy. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, mate, loved it. But he's not very well. This is probably one of my favourite ever like, Instagram posts. So he's posted a um, a picture of the the movie poster for 21 Jump Street starring Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Great film, by the way. Great oh, film. mate, hilarious. Yeah. And, and this is how great of a film it is. Do he's got a point, hasn't he, really? Do you want to read that out? So Kanye West says, he put a picture up of the 21 Jump Street. Watching Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again. Fair point. No one should <laughs> take anger against one or two individuals and transform that into hatred towards millions of innocent people. No Christian can be labelled anti-Semite knowing Jesus is Jew. Thank you, Jonah Hill. I love you. <laughs> knowing Jesus is Jew. He's Jew, yeah. <laughs> Lack of punctuation. Do you I'm think he's thought, listen, this is, in his mind, he's like, right, this is my comeback. Who are the one or two people that he's talking about? Um, I, I think the dealings he's had with certain um, like record label execs over at Universal and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. To get I know it's heavily Jewish, the, you know, the um, powers that be in Hollywood. Do you I know think, what, though? I've read this tweet and I'm just like, oh, if only we could have got 21 Jump Street to Adolf Hitler. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would have saved a lot of tears. Do you think that's what he's talking about? The one or two individuals like Goebbels and Hitler? <laughs> yeah. I've, I personally think that it, that looks like he's off his meds. and um, He's constantly out he's not, he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not well, mate, but he's got so much readies and so creative that he can pretty much do what he fucking wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you see that um, documentary about him? Yeah, man, it's good. But it's a, the, the, the bit that's good about it is the first the bits. It's there the beginning go. when he's doing college dropout. And in the end, he's just like, he's just when too... When he's ranting at He's that. just too weird, isn't he, then? Yeah, after. yeah he's, he's gone, mate. You know, he's when he's gone. going around the, the record labels and he's like playing his music and stuff like that. Like, you know, he's yeah, going taking his retainer yeah. out and putting it on the side and that. I love that. And like, a lot of them don't want to know. Yeah, I was thinking of doing that off the curb, just going in and showing them like a five-minute set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I'd thought about? <laughs> before I was signed, I was I thought about sending CDs of my set out to people. <laughs> CDs. And then luckily some, you know, UTC emailed me. He's like, do you want to come for a meeting? I'm like, thank fuck for that. It's like, like me walking into tile shops with my business card. like. Or just like with Sort like maybe a like a, a wall that you tiled like on a yeah, set of yeah, wheels like a, a board like, yeah. like, <laughs> this is herringbone fashion yeah yeah exactly do you yeah, heard no, what's going on with the Yeezys you know because obviously they've got like so much stock left over they're not selling them no they've more they've got 1.3 billion dollars worth of stock that they've got left over that they don't know what to do with they should just give them to like third world countries well yeah well, they should give, give them to like that, that's what they're, they're trying there's like loads of different has the price dropped well, this is it. They're not selling them. So, like, I think they, I think now they're only starting to. They, they would. They were thinking of taking off like any branding associated with him and then reselling them. But then there's trademark things. It's, it's just a massive. Listen, everyone mess. still knows they're Kanye West trainers. Yeah, of course yeah. they do. And Adidas have like they've just their their um, profits have fallen off like a cliff edge since. Yeah. Uh, well, look, weren't there a time where he was out selling Jordan? Was it? I think there was. Really, I'm, I'm getting this information from a lyric that he said. When it was like Yeezys, yeah, we just took over then. Jumpman. And I'm like, oh shit, like that's massive if you're out selling Jordan. But stay in power. I bought three pairs of Air Jordans this year. 
and I ain't bought no Yeezys. Mm, I need to get some Jordans, but you're more of a Jordan guy. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm Nike. Bringing it, but would you say, having met him, he's got a bit of, like, he is, like, the, the, the blackest white guy I know. You know who you actually look like? Do you remember uh, um, a rapper back in the day called Tug of War? No. No. <laughs> get him up. Sounds like me on a seedy packet time out <laughs> four in the morning. Just <laughs> trying hard, you know? <laughs> I was going to war. Tug of war. <laughs> You're just like, if I could just get this out, I could go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as I finish, I'm like, oh, let's do it again. And you're there and you're like, mate, I'm gonna have, I've got to stop. I'm going to have a fucking heart attack in a minute. Yeah, yeah I put my shoulder out once. <laughs> True story. What, trying to have Woke a... Woke up in the morning like, wow, having what a have tug. I done? Yeah, yeah, it's like ferociously. Yeah, um... mate, I've, I've definitely nearly had the stroke doing that sort and of stuff. And it's mad. I, I've got to find uh, the right song from back in the day. Just give me a minute. <laughs> tug but, of war. What, yeah. are you talking about looks or? Um, yeah, looks. Yeah, yeah. Or just I, like I mean, general see, vibe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, a bit of a general vibe as well, but you'll see in a second. Mate, I've got this baby blue Adidas Originals tracksuit. Yeah, I bought it in New York in um, December. And you wear it. And I come round my brother's house the other day and he was like, oh shit, Fat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Joe. I want to get off. one of these ones. The techies, mate, you can't go wrong with these tracksuits. Yeah. My missus got me this for Christmas, actually. Bless her. I've got one of these tight ones for Christmas, but I look a bit... Yeah, look, I wear, them, the I wear them for the gym. Look, I was talking about this the other day. If there was one, if I could only wear one brand for the rest of my life, it would 100% be Nike. 100%. They've got good golf stuff. Yeah, 100%. They've started making Jordan golf shoes. I've got yeah. a couple pairs of them. Mate, you wore your, when last time we went out for a meal. Mate, like how meal, sick are them trainers? You wore trainers. your golf shoes. Like, to a top how can you wear, restaurant. I, I wore a pair of golf shoes to a serious restaurant. Alex's, which is probably and the top was, restaurant in Essex. And they was getting looks, you know what I mean? Oh shit, yeah, right he way. looks exactly like that. So, so you probably, you, you, uh, so this guy was like big on Channel U back in the day. He's still going, he's still rapping. You actually look more like is it him UK? now. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, Yo. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that is a massive mug off. <laughs> it looks like Tom Skinner. <laughs> but you don't look like him here, you look like him now. <laughs> but he's like, he was like, Remember this shit? Mate, this is the most mate. budget video. Who is that bird he's got in the back? Mate, that could be you though. I could see you making a music nah, video. I ain't like <laughs> <laughs> he was sit back in there, but you actually look more like him now. And like he's he's um. Oh mate, that's a great. That's one. Out. It's an absolute mother. <laughs> I'm not trying to mug you. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So this is him. Was he white? He's quite well respected on the scene. Like a little espresso. Look, that is a bit of me. That is a bit of you and a pine. This is him. <laughs> yeah, this is him now. He has done so much cocaine. <laughs> Taking over, new slippers, new clocks. I'm never sober. Got class like school. Told you. Teacher. No, I'm you know what? This is actually a banger. Yeah. Mate, he's got your buzz. I mean, look, I see what you're saying, yeah? So I was a fat kid. He was clearly a little bit overweight on that first one you showed me. Mate, he's got your height. He's done a lot of drugs. You can see his face is drawn out a little bit. I'll get one without the glasses, but. um Yeah, so look, um maybe not. Show me the thumbnail. Can you get that photo up? He's yeah. not buzzing about that one, but I've got to say, I, I, I get it, Sal. Uh, He's got I, the same sort of swag. I, I think... <laughs> nah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not Two saying... Two Gs on tug of war as well, yeah? 
Like, he I, looks I, full on heroin. I energy. reckon he, he looks like you. He's still on the gear. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know mate, I mean? did I show you that photo of me looking skinny? No, no, go get mate. it up. Outrageous. But yeah, that's tug of war. My oh, missus found this photo the other day, right? And she was like, <gasps> shocked. And I was like, what is it? Like, I thought something like really bad had happened. Wow, man, that's actually scary. Look at the ribs. That's yeah. scary. Yes, have a look. 11 stone. And this was when you was at your worst. That's you just before I went rehab. That's in lockdown. Really? In 2020, yeah. Mate, you are like a skeleton. Not fun, is it? No, man. One meal a day, if that, and not much. Yeah. Not like these guys now, one meal a day. Like it's a good testosterone boost. That was just like one. Yeah, you weren't in, intermittent fasting. <laughs> no, I was not intermittent fasting. I was just dying. Yeah, mate. And that's paint on your shorts. Yeah, I was grafted. I was refurbing my ass. Not just like. I was refurbing my This is the thing. I was highly functional. I used to get shit done. Just. Um... He, he, told my, he told my old kitchen. In about an hour. Yeah, literally. I'd come around and he's like, it's done. I'm good like, standard what? though, isn't it? Mate, great standard. So, in fact, like, obviously, you know, now you're living a lot better life. But in terms of actual takes business. takes me a bit longer. But, mate, business, nah, you. Look, my organisation, the trust people can have around me, timekeeping was massive. I show up at eight now. You know what I mean? I used to show up whenever I could. So, uh, yeah, my time management, my organisation skills has got so much better. And the standard of work is better. But, yeah, I used to go fucking all out. You used to do it quick. So I see what I used to do. Where I'm tiling, yeah. I would get an off-cut piece of title because I've got my hands in water quite a lot, so I couldn't like do gear because I had wet hands. So I used to rack up like ten lines and roll up a note on a piece of title and like park it up in the corner of the bathroom. And I would like do something, have a line, do a little bit more, have another line. It was like a plan. I was like, right, that ten lines will probably get me to this point, and that's how I used to live. Yeah, mate. Bad, ain't it? That's mad. That's mad. Well, like, it's pretty smart though. If you think about it, because oh, they yeah. want to put my wet hands in the wrap and ruin the gear. So it was like, yeah, mate. The things I used to do, man. Seems completely normal though at the time to you. Yeah, yeah, completely normal. So another one, I'll be driving down the road and like I would have loads of, I'd have like a bag there. I'd have this, that, and the other. It was so normalized, I'd sort of forgot that having that on me, you could do prison time for. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just so think, normal to me. Yeah. Because they catch you without a man. They think, well, you must if be If I had it. an eight for gear on me, like, I'm getting nicked. You know what I mean? You get nicked for that. And, uh, yeah, I just fucking just completely normalised it and didn't actually yeah. care. Yeah, mate. Mad, isn't it? But thank God for recovery. Yeah, mate. Thank shout God for out, a 12-step programme. Big up. And, uh, yeah, and today you live, a, you live a great life. Pretty normal life, mate. In fucking, in my garage. Should we finish on a question? Yeah, let's have a question. Hey, Josh and or Sam, I hope you guys see this. I'm deeply in love with the show and I would love my message to be read. Uh, I'm listening here all the way down under in Melbourne. I was wondering oh, what you guys think of Taskmaster and why don't you guys apply to be on it? Because <laughs> we're not fucking famous enough, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to both of you and please keep the show going as it makes um, me the only one on a busy train laugh my bollocks off. Oh, cheers, Rowan. Um, yeah. Cheers, Rowan. Um, I don't think I've met Rowan guy. before. Rowan Atkinson, I know of, but um, Comedy Taskmaster, you know what? I know it's popular. I've never actually watched it. 
And in terms of applying for it, it's not saying you apply for it. It's just like if you're a big enough comedian, they ask you to be on there. So hopefully one day, maybe I will do. One day you'll be on it. He's um, uh, it is a good show. It's a really good. Is show. it you good? Seen yeah. Taskmaster, white boy. So I know the guy, the one from the In Betweeners, right? Greg Davis. So yeah. I like that character. I think more than I actually like the guy. Mm. I'll give him another go. Yeah. That character in In Betweeners is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. The teacher, the headmaster. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, the headmaster. Yeah. Quality, but. Yeah, great. That yeah, great I'll try him again. Good, good, good stand up as well, but um, not not my go to, but yeah, definitely. Maybe I'll watch it now. Then it's like the top panel show now, isn't it? Taskmaster. Yeah, it's um, I think it's because it's every series is so different. Like, and it all comes from Alex Horn, the guy who created it. He's he's a sidekick on the show, right? And it's just like you know, get um, you know, get this ball into that fucking cup over there. Oh, without, really? Oh, without, I like touch, that. without touching it with your hands or something like that or so, something like that. Or, you know, there'd just be like loads of random like things. Like the cube, but comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, score, um, like shoot a basketball into a hoop without looking and stuff like that. Right, or right. get this from one side of the river to the other, but you're not allowed to do this and that. There's really like some really clever like um, uh, games on it. And it's good because the way they do it is they pair up. They'll have like... Every series, they'll have an old comedian, a new comedian, like an actor, and so it's, it's like this, it's like a different dynamic every every series. I reckon you got a shot getting on there, Jamesy. Mm, maybe. A few years time. A few years time. Well, I've got a question. Go on. Sal first, favorite stand-up comedian, past or present? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go Stuart Lee. I think. Uh, Stuart Lee that's the way you see in Edinburgh yeah. oh jokes yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah, funny yeah. man yeah man? but do you remember we went there because I was like Sam raves about him and yeah, I yeah. said to you I was like listen this guy's is really popular I don't think it'd be a bit of us and we see him and then we see jacket. yeah and then we see Frankie Boyle straight after Frankie Boyle was fucking hilarious yeah, yeah but surely I like that it's an obscure one though yeah yeah great he's... but he, he's I don't think he's for people like us I don't necessarily think that's true. I think I, I think he's a sort of act as well. You, the more you see of him, the more you like him. So you see yeah, him once, you see that. that you might like that. You might have thought that particular show was all right, but there's some of his old routines. Like I mean, he's got a great routine about Top Gear, where he's mm. just absolutely ripping the fuck out of Jeremy Clarkson for like 20 minutes. But he does it in a way that's not like, you know, he just Clarkson would it, probably like it. Yeah, it's it's just sort of like really like. He's he's a bit cutting, but he's clever, and yeah, I don't know. Like he's just. Um, I think I feel like when I watch him, like he's doing shit that I don't see any other stand-up comedian do, and mm. I'm just like, how's how's he doing that? You know, it's really, really impressive. Okay. Um, Who's yours? Chappelle. Chappelle. Come on, bro. Yeah. I think I know who you're gonna say. Who? The Scottish fella. Kevin Bridges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Kevin Bridges. He's, he's hard. Yeah, I'd probably say Kevin that Bridges. Bit where he's talking about he's giving me a pound, or I'm gonna stab you at the bus stop. Yeah, mate, that is jokes. fucking brilliant. I'll probably go Kevin Bridges or, or Dapper Laughs, maybe. Really? <laughs> Frick. Yeah. I just, mate, I don't think you can deny Chappelle. Uh, that first special, when he's come back after his hiatus, where he's talking about the four times he's met OJ Simpson. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I must have listened to it 20 times. Yeah, man. I think he's. I can do it well. I think for he's work. the best. Yeah, Ch Chappelle. Chappelle used to be my favourite, but I tell you what, I've seen him five times. Yeah, yeah. And every time I've seen him, it's got progressively worse. Really? Because yeah. yeah. we went to see we him in the O2. Chris Rock. Yeah. And we were crying, oh, mate. I feel like that show, like, I don't know, like, I I saw him at, the best time I saw him was at Up the Creek. And- um, How long did he go for? 
he did like about an hour and a half. Yeah, he goes, doesn't he? And most deaf was there as well, and Love like most deaf. Neil Brennan opened for him, and it was just a, it was a fucking proper. Good I'm show. pretty jealous of that, mate. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, in that, yeah, uh, in that fucking that nice atmosphere. That uh, yeah. sounds fantastic. How many people in up the creek? I think probably what's the max capacity? Two, there? two fifty maybe. Oh, I bet yeah, I bet that was fantastic. Yeah, because it's an intimate gig as well. Like, but I feel like the thing, the problem is with Chappelle is if you go and see him, there's so many people that have never seen him before and they're just buzzing the fact that he's there. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you can do material that's not that great, but people will still be howling. And so I think he doesn't get like an accurate response to what the material actually yeah, yeah. And is. Look, you know that's what I, mean? what I said to Maybe you when we left. Point. So look, Chris Rock, that special he's just released, pretty much when we was at the O2, that was what he did. Yeah, except that for maybe about set. 10 minutes on the end about Will Smith. Exactly. Yeah. So you could tell it was very calculated. It was all written down. He was doing it in order. And it was like very methodical. Chappelle's just standing there, smoking snouts, with his foot up on the speaker, just talking shit. Yeah. And he was just so comfortable up there. I just, I, I like what you were saying. I think it was half the fact. Because I can't remember what he said. We remembered a few of the Chris Rock bits. I couldn't remember what Chappelle was saying. I think it was just his presence and the fact that I've been a Chappelle fan for like 20 years mm. and he's finally standing in front of me. So yeah, I will back that, but still, mate, he's fucking... He's yeah, he's still one of the best of all time. And, you know, like, there's it, just it, that, that energy that he's got that you just like, it just makes you feel like... Like you said, like you can see that with other comedians, it's very kind of prepared, but it feels like he's in the moment all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Because what I'll it's say, to, what I'll say to you is, Chris Fort, you're saying like he's got it all planned, methodical. Yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle's got it all planned. Of course he has. But yeah, yeah. he just he makes, makes it, it so it. look... You can't see it. You can't see it. It makes it. it look so Natural. off the top of the dome. Yeah, look, you know what I mean? said that to me as well. The thing that he struggles with with stand-up, comedy is when people are not comfortable on stage yeah you made that's half of it and you can see who said it. that benny white ben, yeah yeah really struggles with it like i've done five minutes at that fucking open mic in south end yeah 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 and i said it to oh, a few people yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was i just told a story about me being out on on pills in fabrics um hallucinating badly it's quite funny though isn't it yeah i got a few people like come up like, yeah, good. I sent it out to a few people. I sent it to my brother and he's like, no, I can't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't watch that. Like, there's a bit where I'm like nervous and I'm rubbing my face. Yeah, so yeah, I've got yeah. to tell if I'm nervous, I'll rub my yeah, face yeah, yeah. and I'll do it like five times in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. He's like, I can't do it. Sorry, mate. Yeah. And then we, I took him up to the end of a fringe to have um, just- Good weekend, mate. Good weekend. Like something that- Listen, like we're fish out of water there, really. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's um, completely and look, different. We weren't drinking. Yeah. It's a boozy. But then mate, all the people place. drinking up there, it's all a bit like uni vibe anyway. We, yeah, we're huge not uni vibe. It, we're, even when we were drinking, right? If we went up there and we had a bit of a boozy weekend, we they're not the sort of places we're gonna enjoy nah. being. Do you know what I mean? But um yeah, we was at this one gig. And he was like, they went to him, you're a comedian, to Chris. He's like, no, nah, at the time. He goes, do you want to do five tomorrow? <laughs> and we was going to get you to do a five. And I in the was going to do like, it. I was like, nah. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I only done it Because it was a bit of a tricky room, actually. Because I, I did, I won. I didn't absolutely smash it in Yeah, there. yeah. It was that guy. He's in recovery and all, isn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, little yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's why he give you the spot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my guys. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh dear well listen I think that's uh, that's us done isn't it 
That's us done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much for listening. You know what to do by now. Uh, rate your five stars on Spotify. Rate your five stars on iTunes. Listen, news is out that we've got our first live show on Saturday, the 20th of May. Follow the link in my Instagram bio or it's on the Facebook as well. Um, or just go onto the Top Secret Comedy Club website. Uh, it's on Saturday the 20th of May. It's at two o'clock. Tickets are only £10. I've got two very special guests who are rele- who are announced shortly. Loads of surprises. We're going to have such a good time. Um, I mean, look, I don't know how this is going to sell in all honesty. It's the first time I'm doing it. But my thinking would be that you need to get in there quite quick. Um, so, yeah. Thank you as ever to top producer in the game, the Italian star- stallion, Salvatore Bacconi. Thank you very much, Sal. Thank you. And... Thank you very much to my man, Chrissy White, a.k.a. White Boy, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, mate. You had fun? Yeah, it's been good. Wicked, man. We've really enjoyed your company. Thank you so much. No anything problem, you want to... Anytime. I was just about to say, any, usually we have a guest, we go, anything you want to plug. Anything you want to plug. But... Not really, mate. Maybe I just, mean, if you're struggling with drug addiction, don't fucking keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? There's plenty of meetings out there. There's help available. Go and get it. And where can they find that help? Depends, mate. So pretty much there's a fellowship for every substance. I'll go to NA just because it's uh, sort of all-inclusive. Just search recovery online. If it was me, I would rather go to a fellowship rather than a treatment center because uh, they don't want any money off you. They just want you to get better. So Exactly. And you're surrounded by other people that have... Um, like-minded people, mate. Like-minded people. And, and I often say, I think the only person that can truly help an addict is another addict because they know what you're going through. Of course it for. is. So yeah. that's the best plug we've had so far. I think that's a great plug we had. So life far. changing, life saving. Could change. Mate. You could be changing someone's life today with Let's this episode. So, mate. That's all. We're I giving you do. laughs, and we're changing your life here at that Josh James show. And on that note, I want to say a river dirty. <laughs> <laughs>